outstanding message on Wednesday. And then I seen, we caught just about all of the second service uh, on Sunday. And uh, I had to go back and, and listen to the rest of Sister Massey. But, oh, my God, Brother Sandoval, Pastor Sandoval, Pastor Brent, and Prophetess, outstanding word. Oh, my God. I can feel that lingering spirit even through the live stream. And uh, we hated to leave. We were sitting there, and uh, we, we was watching it, but we had to go. I got Shane Hyde into ministering um, on that Sunday. And then I went back and listened to Minister Ruth Jackson's uh, from the first. Uh, whew. Powerful. It's a New Year's message, and I think we're going to be running close to some of that. You know, this morning, I seen uh, Wednesday, we was, uh, was going to be at the Sight and Sounds, but we, they was all sold out. And I decided to, to drive by there Branson to see if we can get tickets, but sometimes we just need to trust God on why he's doing certain things, and it was sold out for a reason, but, but I went there in person, and I wanted to get in the earliest show, and so we went, and uh, the guy said, there's, there's no, no tickets, it's, it's all sold out. They said ever since really the pandemic hit, all this stuff has been sold out. So you just can't get no tickets to watch anything. I, I didn't know it was an object lesson God was getting ready to teach me. And so when we turned to walk away, it was going to go to Tanger's Outlet so Sister Jackson could shop in the rain. Turn to walk away, and a guy go, hey, how many tickets do you need? Something just came open. I say, we need two. Man, that was 130-something bucks. But anyway, I say my wife has worked seeing this. You know, so I paid it. We went. Now, I, I understand what they tell you. They let you know that, hey, this, this is a drama. Uh, they change some things, uh, but they try to be as close to the word of God as possible. I've been to Sight and Sounds before, being in Branson, and my mentality is, is really tough. I think I've seen Moses, and uh, there's some things I had a hard time swallowing and digesting because it didn't line up with the word of God. This one was about Jesus. So we're sitting there, and I, I mean, the sound effects and all that stuff, and the graphics and all that stuff is good, but I struggle with some of the stories that they had. And they've been telling me that for months, 
almost a year they've been sold out. Thousands of people go and watch that. And I'm sitting there. I'm sorry. And it's, it, it, I can't agree with what's going on. And it is messing me up. I'm thinking, that ain't right. That ain't right. That ain't right. I'm going to get in trouble in this. And Lazarus was not. Lazarus was not an alternate Lazarus. Lazarus was a man. That Lazarus needed to swallow some rocks. <laughs> he needed me to come down there and put him in the grave. They distorted the word of God. They were making judgments for God and putting this stuff out to people. And I'm thinking thousands of people have been watching this. And people that do not know truth, they're believing this. So when intermission came, and I, I looked at Sister Jackson, I think she know me well. I, I can't stay here. I, 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 cannot, I cannot stay with the truth that I know. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost. The truth that I know, I could not stay there. And enjoy them distorting the truth. Then I'm compromising what I know is right. And so we got up and we left. Friend, you got to love this truth. Man, I'm getting off track. You got to hang on to this truth with everything that you have. There is only one way to make it to the kingdom of God. And we, oh man. We cannot have an appetite to entertain voices that are saying things that are contradictory to the word of God. Not everybody that called on the name of the Lord is saved. You better hear me. Not every church and every member of a church is going to be with God. They're going to make it to heaven. There's only one way to the kingdom of God. And so I didn't feel like it was a waste of money. The Lord let me know that it was all reserved because I had no business going there, sitting among the people and enjoying somebody twisting the word of God. I love this truth. I don't care if everybody leaves. I'm hanging on to this truth with everything that we have. God, I'm getting off track. So I learned something. I will never go to another site and sound and sit and give my money to watch somebody distort the truth. The Bible said, buy the truth and sell it not. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. The Bible said, contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. This year, somebody, you got to make up your mind. You got to get a hold of this thing and hang on to it with everything that you have. 
Well, I already know that I, I messed up everything I supposed to have. So let me just just try to follow God the way I feel. I'm going to read some scriptures, and I might just just talk a little bit this morning. Is that all right? I know you're sick and everything. You just want me to talk anyway so you can sit there and cough and all that stuff. That is great. Live stream. Oh, I got the spirit of my daughter on me. Somebody got some chocolate-covered popcorn. You need to put that down on live stream. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, very interesting. That disturbed me. And these people have a platform. I thought about the actors. Now, I'm thinking they're just acting. They're not acting. You know, why would someone play a part in in something that is not true? Hebrews 12, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Why? Because of the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Verse 1 is our key verse. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. I'm going to take three words out of verse 1 that I feel like God laid on my heart. Matter of fact, in studying all this, I feel like I was ministering to myself. And I'm going to move slow. We're not going to finish. We're not going to be close to finishing today. It's just not going to happen. I don't want to rush through what God gave me, even though there's some good stuff I love to get to. But I can't do it. And so the three words is this. Let us run. Let us run. And then I just throw the fourth word in there. Let us run together. Because we are one. We are a body. And you will understand what I mean by let us run. Let us run. I Feel and that message that Minister Ruth Jackson preached that from the very outset of 2022, there are some people you, you have to make up your mind 
that in this year, I'm going to draw close to God. You cannot coast your way in living for God. Amen. How y'all doing, brother and sister over there? Y'all just now getting here? Oh, my God. You're going to make me cry. What for the Holy Ghost? That ain't fair making me cry. They're here. Woo! Good to see you. Good to see you, football player. Good to see you, daughter, too. We're going to win this thing. Hallelujah. So, so Brother Massey, Reverend Massey, grab a mic and pray over the word. We're going to move slow today. This, I, I think what's happening to us fit the word of God that's going to go forth. It's a battle, Brother Lamar. It's a battle. It's a struggle. God talks to me about you again. I'm going to look at you the way you look at me. God got some things for you. You might be one of the ones this year. Look at him. Brother Mar. But the struggle is part of the process. The air conditioning is working, isn't it? Yes, sir. You the man, brother Hillebrand. <laughs> Wife say, yeah, he's my man. Pray over God's word. God, I love you. I thank you for your presence that I feel. I thank you for the man of God and the woman of God being back in your house, God. It feels totally different. I pray that you would anoint his mind. Use him, God. We want to receive it, God. We don't want it to fall by the wayside. We want to receive it into our spirit and go forward in the things that you have for us. I bind anything that is not Christ-like. Pray against carnality, God. We want to receive your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands as you've been seated. Let me check the time. Okay. We're not going to get far. I don't want to violate anything being back and keep you to 1 o'clock. We believe that the Apostle Paul has penned these words. He's writing to believers. They, they are believers, and they come out of Judaism, and they became Christians because of the persecution of becoming Christians. They was thinking about going back to what they came out of 
to stop all the persecution that was coming their way. Some of you, you, before you came to the Lord, and some of you that's been in God for a while, you have been idle, and you've been coasting and living for God, but when you decided that you're going to commit to God and try to get close to him, it seemed like out of nowhere, things begin to come your way. Things begin to happen in your life. This is an attack of the enemy trying to get you to go back and pick up some things that you have put down. This also should be a sign to you that you're pleasing in the sight of God Almighty. But I want to talk a little bit on what he was really saying here in Hebrews 12 and verse 1. Notice the wording, therefore we also. Now, he used the word we. He's including himself. I, I like that. The apostle just wasn't talking to the people. See, what I'm telling you, I have to do myself. What I'm ministering to you today, I have to live myself. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by, this is amazing, a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run. The word run means let us strive forward. Let us run. Let us strive forward with endurance. King James said with patience. The race, the word race in this scripture means let us strive forward with endurance. The struggle that is set before us. The word race means struggle. And here he's telling us, in the midst of the struggle, then we must strive forward. In 2022, in the midst of the struggle, we must make up our mind that we will run. We will strive forward. We're not going to stop in the midst of the struggle. We're not going to sit down in the midst of the struggle. We're not going to turn around and walk backwards in the midst of the struggle. Somebody got to make up their mind. Paul said, let us run. Let us move forward. No matter what comes our way, let us move forward in God. Hallelujah. Now, let's let's look at this a little bit more here. He said, he's talking to himself and his audience. And, and, And again, these people was so discouraged. 
this persecution that's coming to them because they're Christians. There's sickness that come to your body because you are Christians. There's people that are coming against you because you're a child of God. There are things that don't go right in your life because you're a child of God. And the enemy used this to get you to stop and turn back and walk away from God. But the word of God is telling us you got to run in the midst of your struggle. You got to keep moving in the midst of your struggle. You got to strive forward. Oh, we're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. I, I can feel the enemy. I can not, not here, not among you. I can feel the resistance. I can feel this stuff in my body, but I'm going to go forward and preach the word of God anyway. And if I die, I die going forward, but I refuse to stand still. Somebody say amen. Brother and sister Overa, they just showed us uh, not feeling good in their body, but they decide to run. They said, I'm going to move forward no matter what's going on in my body. Somebody say amen. It is a struggle. It is a battle trying to make it to the kingdom of God. I'm getting way ahead of myself. Listen. He said, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, who was they surrounded by? Who was the ones that they witnessed? It's all those in chapter 11, the, the, the fake chapter. They weren't perfect. They didn't do everything right, but they had faith. And they trusted God when nobody else would trust God. And they never stopped. And they moved forward. And they talked about them in chapter 11. And they made it to the kingdom of God. If you're going to make it to the kingdom of God, you got to stay in the struggle. You got to stay in the race. And you cannot give up. And you got to move forward. He said, look at him. If they made it, we can make it. If they held on, we can hold on. If they persevered, we can persevere. And if God came through for them, God will come through for you. If God made a way from them, God will make a way for you. I feel resistance from the enemy, and I like it because it verified that we are in the right place. We are doing the right thing. We are not going to back up. We're going to be faithful to God. Come on, somebody. God is going to bring us through. Come on, God is going to bring us through. Let us, he said, lay aside every weight. A weight is not necessarily sin, but it's something that can slow us down, something that can hinder us, something that can distract us, something that can 
delay us. Listen, friend, you don't need anything in your life in 2022 that's going to hinder you or slow you down or distract you or delay you from doing the will of God. He said, let us lay it down. We're going to lay it down and we're going to see God do some great things. And every sin that so easily ensnares us, entangle us, pull us off the track or out of the will of God, or off the course that God has for you and I, you cannot be caught up in sin in 20 and 22. And you know if you're sinning. You know if you're transgressing the word of God. You got to stop it. You're going to be entrapped in it. If you're going to make it to the kingdom of God, you got to lay some things down. And if you're sinning, you got to stop sinning. Come on, somebody. Ain't no sinner's going to make it to the kingdom of God. Ain't no sinner's going to be saved. You got to quit sinning. You better hear me in the Holy Ghost. And then he said, and let us run, all of us. Let us strive forward. Oh, my God. Let us move forward with patience, with endurance, knowing that, that, that hey, if I just hang on, if I keep moving forward, then, then what God has promised me, oh, man, I feel the Holy Ghost. What God has prophesied in my life, what God has spoken over me, I feel the Holy Ghost. If I just keep moving forward, I know that eventually I'm going to get there. Something in my spirit said, don't quit. And we got some people in here because of the struggle you have in the race. You better hear me in the Holy Ghost. The struggle is not coming from God. It's the enemy trying to get you to back up on the things of God. Anybody feel like they've been struggling a little bit? Oh, y'all can sit down. Watch this here. And let us run with endurance the struggle that is set before us. He said, let us run. Let us stay in the struggle. Don't back up in the struggle. Don't quit in the struggle. Don't turn your back on God in the struggle. Don't say it's not worth it in the struggle. You got to stay in the race. You got to keep running. You got to move forward. No matter what's on me, I'm still going forward because God has spoken some things in my life. Come on, somebody. I want to know if there's anybody going to run. Anybody going to keep moving? I may be moving a little bit at a time, but I'm going to keep. Boy, I'm going to get in trouble. There, there, There are churches. Sister Wayne, that's what happened. You kept moving in the struggle. That's why God blessed you when you spoke. And he's not done. It's amazing when you struggle, when there's a struggle in your life and you're trying to do right, that is a good sign. I I don't understand 
if people look for a church where they're never challenged through the word of God and they're just comfortable and just want to come and go home and don't ever want to go through anything, I say that person, the enemy, already have. He's talking to believers. He's talking to people that are filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. He said, I know the struggle is real because I have the battle also. But in the midst of the race, you got to keep running. You got to keep moving. You got to keep going. Let's go back to the Old Testament. Let's look at something here. Boy, it sounds like Brother Brain. He's not even here. Exodus 14. All this and stuff, if we had time to get to, God showed me some things in the word of the Lord about everybody is going to have it. But we have to have a made-up mind. It is a tactic. It is a trick of the enemy. Exodus 14 and verse 5. Now, Sister Melon Zhao, uh, Elder, we better be ready come uh, uh, Wednesday. We're going to be teaching for a little bit. We will have revival in February. There's a good chance we may push it to March. But we will be having revival with our Joshua team. Amen. Amen. Exodus 14, just stay with me, bear with me. Verse 5. Now, you know this story, but I want you to see something. Now, it was told the king of Egypt that the people had fled. I want you to grasp this here. And the heart of Pharaoh and his servants was turned against the people, and they said, why have we done this that we had let Israel go from serving us? Spiritually speaking, it's the same way when you repent and you're baptized in Jesus' name, you're filled with the Holy Ghost, then you change from one kingdom to another kingdom. And while you was in that other kingdom, there are some things that you just didn't encounter. There are some things you just didn't face. But when you change kingdoms, the whole spirit world got upset. And they said, we're going to do everything we can to go after them, to wreck their relationship with God, just to get them to turn and go back and pick up the very things that they used to have. But I want the enemy to know it won't work. It just won't work. Uh, you don't hear me. Let me say it again. It won't work. It just won't work. I want to say it again. It won't work. It just won't work. I'm telling you against this body as a whole and against individuals, uh, he has unleashed some things uh, because there are some measures and some dimensions uh, that the enemy don't want you to walk in. Watch this here. So he made ready. Listen to this. His chariot. And he took his people with him. When I say the enemy is unleashing everything, 
He's unleashing everything. Also, he took 600 choice chariots and all the chariots of Egypt with captains over every one of them. And the Lord hardened the heart of king of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And he pursued the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with boldness. Now, when you was born again, you came out of Egypt with boldness. You came out of the world with boldness. You knew God done something in your life. And you was rejoicing with it. And they came out with boldness until they realized Egypt was coming after them. Egypt is after some of you in this place today. And some of you have been flirting with Egypt. I, you know, I take my relationship with God, you know, nonchalant. I, I, I'll get to the house of God when I can. I, I, I'm getting ahead. I'll submit to the word of God when I can. And, and you know, but, but, but if it's not convenient for me, I, 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 I know God understand. No, God does not understand anybody transgressing the word of God. Does not. And I don't know, you know, I heard the messages, and all this is in the same vein. Somehow this year we got to lock in. We got to lock in with God like we never have before. The influx is coming. And they're going to be coming in with all type of ideas and doctrines and teaching. And if you're not locked in, friend, you'll succumb to some of that stuff that you heard. This is the reason why God did not let me be comfortable in sight and sound. I know better. I'm a child of God. I know the truth. I had to get up and get out of there. And I know some people say, oh, Bishop, you... That's just going overboard, really. I just wish I wouldn't have gave him 130-some bucks. I hold my money like this. So Jay hold hers like this. And watch this here. He, he, he sent, I mean, man, he sent everybody after them. Verse 9. So the Egyptians pursued them. All the horses and chariots of Pharaoh, his horsemen and his army, and overtook them, camping by the sea beside that name before Baal Zappar. And sometimes we're overwhelmed. It just seems like it's one thing after another. And we don't know where to turn. And we don't know what to do. It overwhelms us. And, and we, we wonder, where is God? He's the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. His word is established. And whatever God, whatever promise God made before the struggle, right. the promise still stands in the struggle. 
But we will say, God, if you promise this, why am I going through this right here? This is what the enemy would use. But Paul told him, let us run. Let us move forward in the midst of the struggle. Woo, man, I feel God will do some plowing today, and the enemy don't like it. Watch this here. The verse 10 said it's here. And when Pharaoh drew near, <laughs> the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they was very afraid, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. It's amazing. If they was moving forward and had their eyes on where God was telling them, maybe on the cloud, on the fire, they wouldn't have time to look back into their past and see the enemy trying to come up on them. It matters where you're looking. It matters what you put your eyes on. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. Remember when God told us through the gifts of the Spirit, you turn out the noise. If you listen to everything they're saying about convict, about COVID, we just think we're doomed. That's what they say. But the word of God says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Lo, I am with you. Come on, somebody. Even until the ends of the world. Come on, somebody. Oh, my God, by his stripes. Somebody better hear me. We are healed. You got to tune out the noise. If you listen to the noise, it's going to influence everything that you do, even the things that you do concerning God. So I tune it out. I, I mean, I know it's real. I know you ain't feeling good. She told me she ain't feeling good, but y'all here. And, and in this sickness, Brother Johnson, in us moving forward, God is building something in us. Because where we're going as a body and as individuals and what God's going to do through us, we think this is something. The enemy's going to bring some things against us. And we're going to say, I look back when COVID was here. We didn't stop then. And this thing that's coming on us, we're not going to stop now. God brought us through then. God bring us through now. Come on, somebody. Oh, man, I, I feel the Holy Ghost. You're not going to die. You're not going to lose your life. You're not going to spread stuff to anybody else. You got to move forward in the struggle. Let me go a little bit farther. When Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So there was a friend, and, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Watch this here. And they said to Moses, because there was no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Bishop, because of what you said, you know the Overus one feeling good. And here they come strolling in the house of God. Why come you had to push things like that? 
Why are you trying to get us to trust God and believe God and to draw closer to God? And when we obey you, look what happened. It seemed like the opposite is going on in our life. But I want the enemy to know I'm still going to push us to get close to God. I'm still going to have us to trust God. I'm still going to have us to believe God. Come on, somebody. In the midst of a pandemic, come on, somebody. God is still God. They got mad at Moses. Why have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? You know you could have just had live stream service. And that's exactly what the enemy want us to do. Oh, my goodness. So let's run in the caves, in the dens, and let's hide ourselves, and let's minister from a place where we won't be attacked. No, we want them to know we believe our God no matter what's going on. We're not running to the caves. We're not running to the dens. We're not going to hide ourselves. Come on, somebody. I, I, there's nowhere else to turn. There's no alternative. I don't believe the government is my savior. I don't believe the vaccine is my savior. God is my savior. I feel the Holy Ghost. God is my keeper. He's my way maker. He's my deliverer. He's the supply of all my needs. But they want to dictate to us and tell us how to do some things. Uh-uh, friend, we cannot succumb. In the midst of the struggle, we got to move forward. We got nations to reach. You better hear me. We got more churches to build. We got the influx that are coming in. We got to move forward, man. And I got to get a pair of suspenders. Be seated in Jesus' name. Watch this here. You brought us up out of Egypt. Is this not the word that we told you in Egypt, saying, Let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? Bishop, let us be like everybody else. Let us change the platform and let it look like a stage. Let us move the, remove the pulpit and just get a little, little stand. Let us get some chairs up there and sit. Let us darken the place, the sanctuary, where you can't hardly see anybody. Let us give gifts and basket out just to get the people to come back. Let, you know, let us be like everybody else. Don't push us to line up with the word of God. Don't push us to be different according to them when we're trying to mirror what God has called us to be. Let us be like everybody else. You don't have that type of shepherd. You don't have that type of pastor. We're going to line up with the word of God. I'm going to push us to be what God has called us to be. Somebody say man. It may be a struggle, but we're going to keep running in the midst of the struggle. Oh, man. Watch this here. 
Say, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptian. For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptian than we should die in the wilderness. We're not going to die. There's people, they hope bad things on this congregation because they think I am crazy. When everybody else shut down, we didn't. We did precautions. We was the first ones that put the signs on the doors. We was the first one that did enhanced sanitizers. We was the first one that little girl lied on us about the new station. We was the first one to, to separate and do, do all this stuff. But because we didn't fall in line with everybody else, even amongst my brethren, we was talked about and we're still talked about today. Well, we're going to give you something to talk about because we're not going to line up with everybody else. Somebody say amen. We're going to obey God. And I love my brethren. But I don't love them to the point that their voice outweighs the voice of God Almighty. I don't care what title they have and what position they hold. You better hear me in the Holy Ghost. Uh, in the midst of the struggle, we got to run uh, and we got to keep going forward. Man, I'm getting off track. Where is it that you shut down church? Think about it. We're not going to have church. That's the problem. They have a church. We don't have church. We gather to meet God. How are you going to shut down gathering to meet God? How are you going to shut down assembling yourself together to meet God? When they tell you to, oh man, I'm getting off track, to shut down God, and when we go to God, God said, well, you shut me down. I'm getting off track. Let's go a little bit farther. I promise you, we hit a couple more scriptures, and I know we're already over time. Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still. See the salvation of the Lord which he will accomplish for you today. I venture to say some of you that are sick, when you walk out of this place today, your healing is already going to be begin in your body. You know why? Because you came. Because you went forward. I'm talking to you on live stream because you're watching. Don't tell me God don't have the power to do. God has the power to do it. God will do it. Sister Ruth came over yesterday. She said, Dad, God showed me something. I didn't tell her God showed me that too, but she rocked in my chair a little bit. She said, you better catch this. She said, matter of fact, Sister Jackson, go get him a pen. He need to write this down. When people say they don't believe in God, no man has seen God at any time. That's the word, sister daughter. You got it. He's invisible. When they seen God, he was manifest, but he's invisible. So an invisible God, people have a hard time grasping. But no one has seen convict neither. But you see the manifestation of convict. And people are getting convict. I call it convict COVID. How in the world are you going to believe in that 
and what people are saying, and you won't believe in a God. Come on, somebody. That's invisible. The handiwork of God, when you look up in the sky, it says there is a God. When you see the clouds, it says there is a God. Come on, somebody. We're not, my God, we're not serving an imagination. Our God is real. And God is stronger than any pandemic. And I'm telling some of you, you're going to walk out of here healed today. You know what God told me earlier? He said, you declare my healing in the house of the living God. I declare it in the name of Jesus. When they walk out of this place today, when they leave the house of the living God, healing's going to come upon them. You know why? Because we got to go forward. Man, I feel God. Just give me a few more minutes. There's some stuff I wish we didn't get to. Don't you live out of fear. Don't you live out of fear. God already told some of you he'll make provision for you. He said it through the gifts of the Spirit. I don't care what type of mandate they come with. If God told you not to get vaccinated, you better stand and trust in God Almighty. Oh, I am not against it, but I feel some people, Bishop, you shouldn't say that. Other pastors are saying different. I don't care what they're saying, but I'm telling you what God is telling me. If God tell you not to do it, either you trust that God's going to protect you or you trust that that vaccination is going to protect you. You can't trust them both. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel a challenge of that spirit that's trying to intimidate the people of God. We're not succumbing. I don't care what type of law you're trying to pass. We're not succumbing. I feel the Holy Ghost. Our God is greater. Our God is stronger. Our God is mightier. I got to declare. It must be declared. It must be echoed. It must be said. There's no God like our God. He has all power. He's almighty. And everything is in his hand. It has to be declared. Woo! Man, I feel some. But the enemy is declaring. He's trying to intimidate us with fear. But if I don't get up here and declare, if I interject fear in the people of God, then you don't have a shepherd. You have a hireling. And I will not interject fear in the people of God. I feel God and I'm going to stay with it. God is on your side. God will strengthen you. God will take care of you. God will make a way. You don't hear me. Woo! 
Oh, man. Let's see what this next scripture says. I'm just messing stuff up. Boy, I feel God. I, I, I feel a challenging spirit. I done felt it for the last few days. Look, it was out of respect to you that I didn't show up here on Wednesday night. Believe me. I came the first time around, and I was coming in. The Lord already told me I was going to have long life. He never said I wasn't going to go through anything. He never said I wasn't going to get sick. Never said, yeah. But if I listen to the reports of everybody, then that voice outweighed the voice of God. The people of God are being challenged in this hour. How many is going to stay in the race and run? How many is going to move forward? No, no, no. God made too many promises for me to bag up and cower down now. Come on, somebody. God has made too many promises to some of you. I know. I know some said, Bishop, I'm tired. And so was he when he carried a cross. But you know what? Oh, man, we can't get to it. There's some stuff in there. He, 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 he went forward. He ran. He never tried to get out or carry that cross. He went forward with that cross because of the joy that was set before him. He said, I got to stay in the struggle. I got to stay in the race because he realized, oh, man, let me just mess some stuff up. He said, Brother Moore, he said, when I shed my blood, the joy that set before me, when people are baptized in my name, their sins are washed away. So I'm going to run. No, you don't hear me. When I let them whoop me with the stripes, and I know by my stripes they're, they're healed, so I'm going to run. No, you don't hear me. When I die and they bury me and I rise again and then I go back and send back my spirit and people fear with the Holy Ghost. He said, when I see the joy that's set before me, so I run. I move forward. I get back up and carry the cross. I stay in the struggle because of the joy that's before me. Somebody got to make up their mind. I, I'm going to run. How many are going to stay in the struggle? Because God has something great for you. Oh, man. I, I, I done messed up some stuff. I got to run. Behold, the voice of your shepherd speaks to your need this day. Behold, he ministers to your helmet today. Behold, he brings healing from his mouth to your body today. 
I'm just going to push a little bit farther. Thank you for yielding to the Lord. Sister Vanessa, I just seen you walk in. Were you at home watching? I want you to come stand here. God damn me about you too. I want you to come stand here. This week, Sister Ruth came to the house. When, when God spoke, I forgot through who he spoke through there. God would use her at time to confirm some things that I have told <clears throat> to anyone. She confirmed a lot of stuff. You was on my mind by God's design. So, Sister Ruth was sharing something with me and how accurate you were in the letter that you wrote. And you'll know why here shortly how accurate you was. Unbeknown to you, <clears throat> it was somebody else <clears throat> that you said something to. You had no clue what's going on and you was dead on. And I kept seeing you in my, in my mind. And when Sister Ruth shared that with me, I said, I, I need to release her. It's not the tongue's interpretation, but you hear from God. And so as of today, I'm going to lay hands on you in just a second. Myself, Brother Massey, and you're going to be released. When you feel something for somebody, there's going to be times you need to take your husband with you because he's your covering. If you're going up to a guy, he, he need to be there. He need to go. Come, come stand with her. He, he'll need to go. Believe me, Brother Mars protects Sister Vanessa. But it's going to be times God's going to move you around, especially with the influx that's coming in. This gift that we need. And there's going to be times that, that God's going to move in your heart like he has and you append something to someone. No one knows anything like that. You may never <clears throat> hear the recognition like you're hearing now from the pulpit, but it doesn't mean that your gifting is not valuable to God. Remember that statement God said, in, in the eyes of some of my peers, they can't stand me. God said it. It doesn't matter in their eyes, but in the eyes of God, 
That is your calling. That is the gift that God has given you. And as of today, if you would join me, you're going to be released in that area. This is why the enemy tried to come between us two. Not allow me to be your shepherd, your bishop. You know, even there's things I don't understand, but I obey God. Girl, you can hear from God. Now, with me saying that, it doesn't mean you run up to her and say, hey, start looking at you. You got a word for me? <laughs> we'll operate that way. She will only respond when God tell her. The struggle is good. You're going to move forward even with feeling bad. I know you're not feeling good. But you came. Something broke in the spirit. We won't get to it. What time is he? Oh, shoot. It's time, it's time to stop. Let's pray. Stretch your hands this way. In the name of Jesus. God, I, believe I release her. In that gifting, oh God, to minister in this body and in an influx that's coming in, oh God. Let that gift, God, let it be manifest through her, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, man. Can we throw that back up? Let me run to this real quick. I'm telling you, I'm not finished. There's some stuff in the Word of God about the struggle and people staying with it. And when they stay with it, how God blessed them. And it lines up with the church. Anybody that was used mildly of God. You cannot draw close to God without the enemy coming after you. And in North America, we have seen people use in the magnitude the way God wants to use them. Because when the struggle comes, people bag up, they quit, they sat down on God. Because they don't want to go through anything. When we was out this week, last week.
Somebody need to say and say, you know what? If everything is coming against me, I'm still going to hang on to God until I see my promise come to pass. Man. Ah. Let's stand. Let me just finish this out. Oh, man. There's stuff I want to talk about. I want to hit the enemy right between his eyes. One of the things when he said, as a prince in King James, he, pre- he prevailed. As a prince, he has power with God and with man. When you look that up, it means he contended, he wrestled with God and man. That's what that word means. The new King James said he struggled. It means the same thing. So where, where was his struggle? Jacob, even though his name means subplanner, deceiver, liar, thief, scumbag, dog face. But somewhere after that, He began to do things right. So here he knew every time Laban changed his wages. And he could have done stuff that Laban didn't know. But he had to struggle with doing what was right. He said, even though he's doing this against me, I'm going to do what's right. It's even written in the Word of God where when a wild beast came out and took some of the livestock, he didn't give up Laban's livestock. He took, he took the responsibility and gave up his. He continued to do right even when he was done wrong. So when the Bible says that you have struggled with man and has prevailed, in other words, there's a spirit that was saying, hey, man, you, you, you don't have to do this. Look how he's doing you. Just get him back. You can do wrong in his sight. But there's a struggle to even do right. Somebody better hear me. Oh, man, you can tell God gave some, some a struggle. When no one's around. And so you got to stay in the struggle. You got to fight to line up with the word of God. And then the Bible said he struggled with, with God. Where did he struggle with God? When God said, go back. Go back home. Go back to the land. And that's the land I promised to you. And he remember how he left. You you can send me anywhere else. You're going to send me back home. He said, okay, okay, God, I'll do it. It was a struggle. This is the reason why he had to go and build an altar. Hear me. He was thinking, I'm going back, and they know me as Jacob. I'm going back with the same name. And with my name, my character is attached to that name. They see me as a liar, a deceiver. They see me as, as, as somebody that has just, just done things wrong. Esau is going to kill me. 
And so he's wrestling, do I really have to go back? And if I have to go back, you got to change what I cannot change. You got to change the way that I go back. It has to be different than the way that I left. Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost. So there he is wrestling with this theopony of God. And he's wrestling at God said, okay. He said, he said, let me go. He said, no, no I, I cannot let you go until you bless me. And the Lord said that the man touched him in a hollow of his thigh. And so he left one way. But when he came back, Brother Lamar, he was walking a little bit different. That's not the same Jacob. Somebody better hear me. Neither shall your name be called Jacob, but now your name is Israel. As a prince, you have power with God and with man. You better hear me because he wrestled and said, God, I'm not going to let you go until you change. How many is willing to run? Okay, I'm going to finish up. I'm, I'm, watch this here. Moses said to the people, I think I read that. Oh, no, I didn't read that. Um, let me read it real fast. Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he accomplished for you today. For the Egyptians who you see today, you shall see again no more forever. That's that sickness. Egypt, the world is trying to bring that sickness on us, trying to get us to succumb. Watch this here. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. Watch this here. And the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying to me? Tell the children. Tell the children of Israel to what? To what? Instead of sitting down belly aching. Instead of stopping and watching the enemy. Instead of desiring to go back to Egypt. God said you tell him in the midst of the struggle. Come on somebody. You got to pick one feet up. And you got to put it down. You got to put one in front of the other. You got to keep living for God. You got to go forward. I want to know if anybody here wants to go forward. We're praying for Brother Tolerant. Let me say it again. Anybody feel like they've been in a struggle? You just want to throw in the towel. Now listen, I, haven't got, I didn't get to some of the stuff by some of you people. I know some of you are not living right. And I'm telling you, you, you better heed the bishop. God's not going to tolerate it this year. He's not going to do it. God sees everything. You lay it down. Or you might as well, listen, friend, find your church where you can go and just live the way you want to live and think you're going to make it to heaven. You'll find those people don't love you. God said this, this year, he's going to call some things out. Some people just not, just not living right. You, you know you're not. Now, I know some people growing. That's different. I know people make mistakes. That's different. Some people willingly, willingly transgressing. 
the word of God because these people over here, they think it's all right. These people over here, there's some they ain't here. They probably here in second service and they may be watching. Just because you see them doing something, your bishop has sanctioned that. I'm not talking to anybody here. I'm not, I'm not talking to no one here. I'm not talking to anybody that's growing. I'm just telling you, people grow in God. The closer you get to God, you cannot get close to God and reflect the world. <laughs> when you get close to God, you begin to reflect him. His character, his characteristic. You speak like him. You act like him. You, you talk like him. You just can't be him. But we got to run. If I listen to the noise, this is the reason why. And somebody, they touch you. They touch me. They touch her. They touch our staff. And he ain't here. And you, you, sir, you better not. I dare you to come to challenge me. And you better not touch your family. Some of the stuff you're battling is spirits from people. I learned something. We finna pray. I, I, I learned why people do stuff like this.
few more moments. God sees your heart. You got to stay in it. Don't throw in the towel. No, don't you back up. Don't you start complaining. The Lord said, move forward. This too shall pass. 